Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy podcast. My name's Dave and I'm your host. Today we're bringing you the final episode that we recorded at the Edinburgh Festival. It's going to feature one of the many live performances that happened during our time there from the 3rd to the 11th of August downstairs at the Fiddler's Elbow where we brought together the best tragic performers from across the Fringe including the PBH Free Fringe which we were a proud part of. Some of those acts included poets like David Lee Morgan, Faye Roberts, Sophia Walker, Louise Fazakali, Rob Alton, musicians such as the cabaret act Sugar and Vice, the musical comedian Jay Foreman, and the amazing harpist Josie Rose. We had comedians such as Jos Norris, Matthew Hyten, James Ross, Timandra Harkness, Casual Violence, and the Stand Up Tragedy team were a group of performers. We had Una O'Leary doing amazing sketches, Charlie Harrison who did true storytelling and comedy. We had Andy Bodel who provided true storytelling, Harve who performed music and I did some storytelling and some music too and you can listen back to the other performers from the Edinburgh Festival on the podcast it's in the previous episodes we put out a podcast every day so there's loads and loads of tragedy for you to get involved with it's available on SoundCloud on iTunes and also through the Stitcher Smart Radio app which is an app that you can download to your smartphone and carry a little bit of tragedy around in your pocket so get online and have a listen Stand Up Tragedy likes to mix big names with up and coming acts and completely unknown acts and we've been really lucky to manage to get some really talented and relatively famous people on the show and up in Edinburgh we did that again. The team went out one day to see comedy rap battles as you do in Edinburgh and we saw Simon Munnery doing some comedy rap freestyle. I'm a big fan of Simon Munnery and I enjoy what he does so when he was walking out of the bar and I happened to be standing next to him I guess I kind of sidled over to him and said hey Simon really enjoyed you tonight would you like to do my show and and he said he would like to do it. Simon Munnery is really well known on the comedy circuit particularly in Edinburgh and he's not only a interesting and good comedian he's also a really influential comedian who has had an influence on all sorts of people and were Worked with Stuart Lee, Kevin Eldon, Johnny Vegas, loads of people. So it was really our pleasure to get him on stage. I was interested to see how Simon Munnery would approach performing some stand-up tragedy. He came along to the Fiddler's Elbow to perform for us on the final night. He was in fact the final performer of our Fringe experience. Our producer Bryony introduced him to the concept of stand-up tragedy before he took to the stage. Tragedy. Time they say is a difference between one and the other I'm not sure about that I don't know it's strange that you know the you know the, yeah yeah you know Shakespeare with his tragedies his comedies you know he, he didn't presumably he was he was market driven uh, perhaps there's just more of a desire for it I don't know why why it's got so comedy skewed theatre I don't know why that is it's about it's a kind of sharing thing. You, you think of a thing, it makes you laugh or feel a certain way, and you try and do it so that other people can share that feeling. It's as simple as that. You're a well-known comedian amongst like performers as well as audiences at the fringe. Why do you enjoy performing? I don't know if I enjoy it. Oh, you do enjoy it. Yes, I do enjoy it. I love doing 
at this, uh, a show, working on a show. And to me, you work on a show by doing it and then uh, tinkering with it a bit and changing it a bit every day. And you can do that every day. And uh, for, for someone who wants to do a show, there's no greater luxury than to have a, do it do it a lot. What's the fringe like as a place to share new ideas and experiments with it? Oh, it's terrible. No, no, great. I mean, sorry, great, great. Mm. People are always sharing ideas and um, experimenting. Because you did the, for example, you did the rap battle. I did, I did, I did. I on the way home from the, I had a rap battle with Phil K. It's a draw, honourable draw. Anyway, I was on the way back, and I, I was getting, and there was a group of youths, young young men, uh, sort of jumping on the um, uh, barriers around the tram works they're building trams on this very street anyway they were jumping on I just hung back because I didn't want to um, I just didn't feel like getting involved in people swinging on stuff and you know uh, anyway <laughs> not enough I didn't hang back enough they went they turned around and went it's the rapper <laughs> that's the first time in my life oh. I've been going to, I thought that's what so maybe you can rap yeah boom 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 Stand up tragedy And here's what Simon did for us Live at the Edinburgh Festival uh, thank, thank you very much I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of tragedy isn't it we, 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 right, In a room this small That you need a microphone Sorry Here's another tragedy Just happening right now uh, hello, can I help you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> she can make it, and that'd be lovely. Thank. <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. See, that's a tragedy right there, that, uh, you know, that our lives are constantly, like, even when it's not actually, um, you know, e e even when it's not actually ringing or you're not actually on it, you're waiting for it to ring. Yeah. Do you, I've got a sort of strange form of tinnitus where I can hear my phone ring. Like, what was that? And I was, oh, no, that's not my phone. It's just like a noise. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit. Why there was, you know, you, got, you can choose your ringtone, but the ringtone should be chosen by the person who, it should be like, hello, Alfie here. Alfie here. If it was Alfie, really, you know. Uh, have you got a name? Yeah. Um, Kate. It's Kate. No. I mean, look, in a phone, it is tragic, I think. In, in the, it is. The, you know, you, you're talking to someone, having a normal conversation, and the phone rings, you go, oh, excuse, excuse me. Some people don't even do that. They're just like, oh. Uh, what? Or you're in a shop. Um, I've been. You've been, been to shops. You know, yeah. yeah. Familiar with the format. <laughs> anyway, you're in there, and uh, you know you, you've got your thing. You're about to buy it. A bit of tat. You got made in China. Going back to China. That's what they do. You know. So, you know they, they. You know. They send all the tat over. Uh, we. We. It breaks. We throw it away. Then they buy. No, they don't buy. We pay them to get rid of the landfill. We can't fill any more land, um, so we send it back over there, and they just remake it, send it back. It's nice, <laughs> nice business model. But you know, the phone rings, and you uh, people answer it. Well, 
I'll give an example of that. I was uh, just where, where I used to live. We just moved out, but uh, at, the end, at the end of the drive is a um, uh, it's a really tight corner, and it, when the bushes are grown, you cannot see cars coming. And I wind down the window and try to listen, but it's a like, it's a lethal. I thought, fuck, what we need is like a, one of those mirrors, you know, they have across the road, you know. Um, right. So I thought, okay. So I bought one, just straight off. I just bought one off off the internet mirror. I thought I'll put that. I, thought, I better check that that's all right. So I, I rang up the local council, and I said, uh, hello. I live. I explained where I live, what the situation was. And they go, oh yeah, no. <laughs> you cannot attach it to a lamp post. If you attach it to a lamppost, that is the highway agency's property. And if there's an accident, that will be the highway agency's responsibility. Well, you know, even if I do it, it's still there. Anyway, so, no, there will be an accident at some point. This is my, my, how I was coming to it. At some point, there's going to be an accident. If no one does, you need something so you can see around this corner. One way, it's fine. The other way, like, it, it, at some point, someone will get killed. Right, okay, no, absolutely can't. Oh. I said, well, there's one around the corner. They've got one. She goes, is it attached to a lamppost? Well, no, it's attached to a wall. And, he goes, and she goes, oh, uh, well, you know, private property, that's all right. I went, all right, okay. So I've got to put it on a wall. It's got to be on a wall. And behind this lamppost is a wall belonging to a house. I thought, right, well, let's get it on there then. Uh, it's a bit further away. It doesn't make any difference. We'll, we'll still be able to see if a car's coming. So, uh, and I was going to write them a letter. I was out on my bike, cycling, uh, about lunchtime. I'd been to the shop, got some bread or milk or something like that. Well, just anyway, I thought, oh, I'll write my letter, bloody hell, and post it. It was madness. I'm just going, I'll, I'll just pop in. I'll just go and knock on the door. I'm sort of local. I live just down this bit. Anyway, I knock on the door and uh, um, with my bike. Anyway, this woman answers the door, woman answers the door with, she was on the phone. And uh, presumably not having a particularly good time on the phone to whoever she's talking to, but the way she answered the door was like this. What? <laughs> I mean, ah. I li uh, anyway, I realised what I've got is quite a lot of explaining to do before we get to the... <laughs> no, she, she, she didn't shout it at all. What? She went, what? She was just, she'd lost her temper. And then she answered the door. Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember a, a time when, when, when phones were on, like, um, cords... Someone go, oh, sorry, sorry, I, I better ring off. There's someone at the door. That, that doesn't happen now. The, the phone has the priority. Anyway, so, so, so she was in two conversations at once, uh, one of which wasn't going very well, just guessing. Um, and, uh, and of course, neither did ours, because I'm going, oh, I, well, see, I live down there, and I was just wondering if possibly we could get a mirror. I rang up the council. She wasn't really concentrating on e either of the conversations. And it made me really angry. I was, I was really angry about that. Uh, I wrote a letter to her. I never posted it, never sent it. And, uh, she, she can just live with her shame, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, misery, uh, causes of misery, I think it's laziness. <laughs> Basically, uh, you know, if you're miserable, it's your fault. <laughs> I hope that's sorted out once and for all. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, there's something, you know, miserable. <laughs> Come on, get up. <laughs> Bambi. That's the best line in that film. Get up, Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> I've got children. Um, 
they're sick of the things I say. Uh, I, I have several things which I repeatedly say. But like, for example, whenever we have dinner, right, some food in our place. I, I tried, you know, the thing is, we taught them to say please and thank you. Uh, that has made harder the actual task of teaching them gratitude. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. They don't mean it. <laughs> anyway, but just the, the, that sense of, of gratitude. You don't, who's got time for gratitude, to be honest? I'm not grateful. Uh, I blame my parents. They should have brought me up to be more grateful. No. Who's got time for it? You know, but actually, every sort of... Tell you what, when you ever, the only time you really get to feel grateful is like when you're on a plane, it's about to land, you think, fuck, it's going to crash. And it doesn't. And you go, oh, that's gratitude. At that moment, that's like... And then, but ten minutes later, oh, what's going on? <laughs> you're not glad to be alive anymore. <laughs> gratitude is something to be glad, glad to be alive. Um, yeah, thanks. Food. Uh, yeah, um, any, any questions? <laughs> I'll, do a, I'll do a song in a minute to, to end with. Mm. You're going to say something about your kids and food? And then you went off and oh, yeah, they, 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 don't, like, they, don't, they don't feel grateful for food oh. in, in the right way. They just. Um, well, the things I say that annoy them, that's what I started off with. Is one of them is uh, like say it's, it's Monday and we've got like uh, baked potato and some uh, broccoli and uh, some fish or something, right? And, uh, and I go, not bad for a Monday. <laughs> Whatever day it is, I always say the same thing. <laughs> I haven't got any distinction between days. Not bad for a Sunday. Actually, I've never said that. Uh, <laughs> but we always have uh, leftovers. Um, <laughs> all the weeks, food that no one's eaten. <laughs> but I do, I, I tell you, you know, not bad for a, they, 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 they said, they pick up on everything you say. Particularly you say something a lot of times, they um, soon get, you know, try and attack it. I like that, you know. <laughs> not bad for, could you stop saying, Daddy, Daddy would you please stop saying that? Oh, what's wrong with it? I quite, I'm, I'm a big fan of also available in white, uh, which you see written on the back of, in dust, on the back of vans, white vans. It could be green, whatever colour it is. But anyway, also, like, that joke is, is as old as vans. Uh, probably trams. Uh, sorry to mention it. Um, <laughs> oh, have faith, they're coming. They're coming. The trams are coming, I can feel it. Um, they're not, they're not. Um, <laughs> but you know this, the, all right, tragedy. How's this thing? Like, the trams have been overdue for about three years. I got a taxi from the station to the, the stand. This massive case, I couldn't carry it, it was pissing with rain. Anyway, the taxi driver goes, uh, I was talking about, you know, he can't get me to the stand with this really heavy thing I was carrying uh, because, because of the roadworks. And I said, oh, the trams are because they'll never be trams. It's <laughs> <laughs> just complete loss of faith. <laughs> oh, never, never trams. Yeah, but uh, there might be. Sorry, what was I talking about before that? You can't remember. Oh, good. We're getting into the same state. It's nice. Um, so, um, I'll finish with a song. Now, um, I never used to go up with my grandmother. She used to say to me when I was young, Simon, there's cleverer people than you in the church. That's what she say. And, uh, you know, I used to think to myself, there's cleverer people than me in the Abbey National. It's not a reason to join, is it? Never used to go on with her. And then about... Uh, Maybe 14 years ago, she had a stroke. 
right? And half of her died, the left side of her body, the evil half, it turned out. <laughs> and I got on bed with her after that. And, um, and then uh, about five years ago, she died completely. And at a funeral, my dad told a couple of stories about her. Uh, at a funeral, and one of them was um, uh, during the Second World War when doodlebugs, I just love the word doodlebug, <laughs> sort of, you know, takes the terror out of a bomb, doesn't it? <laughs> Bloody doodlebugs. <laughs> one killed Auntie Elsie. Oh, such a pest, I the doodlebugs. <laughs> anyway, doodlebugs were falling, doodlebugs were falling, doodlebugs were falling, and my grandmother threw herself over my dad and his sister and broke the legs. Yeah, a brave woman, but overweight. <laughs> anyway, at a funeral, that was one story. She, you told me that bit, last bit's not true. But the, she, did, she was brave. But the, the other story told was about something she said, my, my grandmother said, when my dad went to visit her in the home that she was in before she died. Uh, and uh, I've turned it into a song, and it goes like this. Apparently it's the last gig. <laughs> I'm sitting in my wheelchair aching, left side on my mind mistaken. Sun shines through the window and my son comes through the door. He sits down next to me, he looks around impatiently. A lull ensues, the silence roars. And it's clear that he can't take it, cause he does his best to break it. Asking cheerily, how's your day been? And I look up through my dying eyes, see my fellow passengers nearby, all wheelchair bound, dribbling and playing potty. And with all the strength that I can muster through the half my mouth, the works I mutter. Great thanks, I won the skipping race this morning. Because <laughs> I know that the next room I'm in will be the one they nail me in, and enter pain and enter sin, and no more morphine, no more gin. But even as the darkness falls, I feel my spirit soar. That's the end. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stand Up Tragedy hopes to keep drawing more and more amazing talent onto our stage and we love people who want to share some tragedy. We mix together musicians, comedians, spoken word performers, cabaret artists, true storytellers, basically anybody else that makes tragedy that you can share live with an audience. From now on, we're going to be doing themed monthly shows. We're starting that at the Dogstar on the 12th of December, but we're going to be going Dogstar, Hackney Attic. Dogstar, Hackney Attic. Alternating months. Our themed shows are going to bring together strands of tragedy, topics of tragedy. So we've got tragic Christmas, we've got tragic beginnings, we've got tragic love, tragic martyrs, tragic history and Greek tragedy. And we're going to select some more themes for 2014. We're not just doing live tragedy, we're also going to be releasing a fanzine at every show. So we're going to have written tragedy, drawn tragedy, all kinds of tragedy that you can watch live and also read and take away with you. We're going to be sharing all of that live on our stages, but we also are going to continue to share it 
through our podcast and we're going to be working up our video content and there'll be more on that in the future. We're currently looking for submissions. We're looking for people to submit these short pieces of tragedy, writing or drawings. They can be fictional, they can be true stories, they can be whatever you want as long as they're tragic and they fit the theme. So we're currently looking for submissions for our December fanzine. So that's for Tragic Christmas. We want you to get them over to us by the end of November. So send submissions to upstandingtragedy at gmail.com. Now, the next time you'll be able to see me live is at the Dog Star on the 12th of December, which I've already mentioned, because that is when we are starting back live, relaunching our live shows, and it's going to be a Christmas special. We're bringing back performers that we've loved, who've performed for us over the last couple of years. It's going to be a great chance to let our feelings of tragedy out before Christmas comes. Get all of your tragedy out so you can have a happy Christmas. Because it's Christmas, we want it to be about giving. So we're doing the show as a benefit for the amazing organization, Arts Emergency, who are all about taking people from disadvantaged backgrounds and helping them to find a way into the arts. They're really great and they were co-created by previous stand-up performer, Josie Long. We're really pleased to be supporting her organization. We really believe in the idea of many voices and if you want to come and hear some of our many voices come along on the 12th of december to the dog star tickets are already available from our website www.standuptragedy.co.uk they're five pounds in advance or seven pounds if you want to include buying the fanzine if you come along on the night there'll be seven pounds on the door nine pounds including the fanzine we promise that we're going to bring you some really amazing acts If you come to a stand-up tragedy night, you get three hours of amazing performances, varied performances, and you don't just laugh until you cry and cry until you laugh. You also get a cathartic experience where you in the audience go through an experience with a load of other audience members and you come together in a safe space where sharing tragedy is okay. I'm really looking forward to hosting that night over the next few weeks between now and then we're going to be bringing some stand-up tragedy specials so until then the tragedy is over this podcast was produced by Bryony Hawkins and recorded by Stephen Harvey. The music was produced by Sam Wilkinson, who can be contacted at radiojuan at yahoo.com. And our outro music was made by The Reactionaries and George Brufflin. It's time to go.